inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us when it could be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth fighting for. America is worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program is always. It really is such a joy and a delight to be with you. Thank you so much. So I think as we look at this whole January 6th, the musical event, the coverage of it, the the committee and everything about it that was so biased and so filthy, uh, I, I don't think that is a, a huge surprise. And, and I don't want to be numb. I, I don't want to be jaded by the number of times we are disappointed by people just being dirtbags. I want it to be a surprise to me always because then it's not my new normal. So I, when I get this headline, I it's so frustrating. So this is the story. I'll give you it in, in the Wendy Bell 30-second update, right? And then I'm going to read you coverage of it from Politico, which is a left-wing website. And I'm going to read it to you on the side of Breitbart. Okay, Breitbart conservative. So the whole idea is that before Fannie Willis even starts this indictment into Donald Trump, and she's the one from Fulton County, Georgia, she's trying to skewer him for, you know, trying to interfere with the election, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's so idiotic. And she's got the 18 other defendants who are all ensnarled in this sock with Donald Trump because they are running afraid, of course, that more and more people are catching on to the reality of 2020 and what January 6th was really all about, okay? So when I tell you that Fannie Willis met with, on multiple occasions, the members of the January 6th committee and saw their evidence from from the testimony that was provided to them, which, by the way, has been lost now. All of that's lost. Oh, we didn't think we needed it anymore. It, it, It makes me nauseous. Because Donald Trump could use that in his own defense. And the purposeful reason to erase it, to to lose it, to destroy it, like Hillary Clinton, you mean wiped it with a towel, bleach bit, right? Obviously, is to hide their own criminality. It is what it is. This isn't rocket science. Here's the headline from Politico today. It's so... 
Fannie Willis used the information from the January 6th committee, which Donald Trump now is not allowed to see in his own defense. She used that to target him and to indict him. And that led the snowball to the arraignment, the photo, the mugshot, all of it. And the January 6th committee was hand-selected by Nancy Pelosi to have people who were sycophants of the musical production called January 6th. And it's so disappointing. Politico's headline on this story, January 6th committee helped guide, helped guide early days of Georgia Trump probe. Huh, that's one way to look at it. How about Breitbart's report? Fannie Willis secretly colluded with January 6th committee could blow up case. (laughs) That's a... That's a vastly different take on the same story. We'll read Breitbart's first. Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fannie Willis secretly colluded with the one-sided Democrat-run January 6th committee to obtain tips that would help her prosecute Donald Trump and try to keep it out of court and out of public view using a procedural trick. You guys want to take a shower and scrub that feeling off your skin? That's how I'm feeling. The revelation could upend the prosecution of Trump and 18 co-defendants because the evidence was concealed to keep it away from discovery requirements that would allow defense lawyers to see what was shared and the extent of the collaboration. This is what they did to Jacob Chansley. The QAnon shaman, the guy who was a Navy veteran who walked around the Capitol that day after being let in by the police and escorted by a gaggle, almost his own personal security detail, who opened up doors and guided him throughout the bowels of the Senate. And they withheld this video evidence of that from Jacob Chansley and his lawyer. And Jacob was sentenced to 41 months in prison, and he served multiple months, months, in solitary confinement. For doing what? The the depth of how this makes me feel is scary to me. And and I want to reach out to any liberal who is ensconced in this homogenous echo chamber of one-sided narrative. And I want to say, you've got to open up your eyes and your ears to other information because you are being conned. And you, knowingly or not, are allowing the destruction of the country that I love. Committee staff quietly met with lawyers and agents. Committee, meaning January 6th committee. Their staff worked with Fannie Willis. Lawyers and the agents working for the Fulton County DA's office. 
same DA's office who paid some dude named Nathan Wade $650,000 to quote-unquote help on the case. And then, of course, Fannie and Nathan Wade use that money to go to Napa, to go to the Caribbean on a cruise. And the government wants to know when you spend more than $600 on Venmo. Got it. In the previous unreported meeting, this is in mid-April of 2022, as she prepared to convene in that special grand jury investigation, remember that late night one where everybody was kind of haggard because their edict came down from Delaware? Dude needs to be indicted. Get it done today. And they were like, what? Scramble, scramble, scramble. And then some schmuck in the dis- in the office, clerk's office, puts up that Trump is, you know, that the indictment has gone through, that the grand jury has voted. Boom, shazam. And then it hadn't happened yet. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was just a coding error. That was a glitch. Kind of like all the, you know, all the defense all the people, the D-Med data who's gotten sick off of that COVID jab. Yeah, that was a that was a coding error. Sorry. You guys remember all of these stories. We talked about them. So this lady is meeting with the January 6th committee to get cherry-picked information to use against Donald Trump to go to a grand jury at the 11th hour to scramble. That indictment came down like at 10 o'clock, right before the 11 o'clock news. Super great timing for them, of course. And then the whole snowball smokescreen of this thing blowing up. One more indictment for Donald Trump. Trump cannot use any of this information in his own defense. This exculpatory, possibly exculpatory evidence And all of the thousands and thousands of hours of video from the Capitol from January 6th. There is only one reason to destroy evidence or to ask that no one be able to see it for decades and decades and decades. It's because you cheated. It's because you lied. It's because Donald Trump was the one outsider who could take you down. It's because he was the thing that up disrupted the machine. The gears had to grind to a halt. And you couldn't have that. And so now, this Judge Ergeron, Engeron, Ergeron, whatever, the guy who likes to take bare-chested selfies of himself, okay? please, has decided that Donald Trump is not allowed to speak on his own behalf at closing arguments of his case. I think it's today. Nope, you're not allowed to talk. If the rules can continually change, and if only one side, Democrats, can benefit from their abuse of power, is this what our founding fathers believed in? Is this what they fought so hard for? Is this the idea enshrined in our documents? Of course not. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell Radio program, I got a little more Fauci for you. Dr. Fraud himself. Oh, he he dropped a little something yesterday you need to know about. It might make you want to throat punch him. That's how I feel. I know. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So I love the, the stuff that quietly slithers out of these oversight hearings. This one on the pandemic. Oversight of all the crap that these clowns got wrong. 
I wish they would make that the official title. House oversight on all the crap you losers got wrong. And how rich you got in so doing. Right? How's your headline here? Townhall.com. Gosh. I'm going to remind you. You guys recall the height of the pandemic. There were some people who were literally out of their minds concerned. And I felt badly for these people. I think we all at first were like, eh, this is a little weird. Yeah, I'll do what they say. I will absolutely play the role. I will do my part. Then some of us started to say, this is weird. Then we started to say more. This is really weird. Then we got fired for questioning the weirdness. Questioned it more. Got fired again. <laughs> questioned it a little bit more. Got fired again. And then said, bugger off. We want to question every daggone thing because everything sucks. Fauci admits six-foot social distancing was based on nothing during closed-door testimony. I'll say it again. The six-foot social distancing was based on nothing. Now, I remember when people said, scientists, like actual scientists, they're like, well, we know the molecular size of the, the COVID molecule or whatever the heck it is, right? We, we know what it looks like. We know its size. It's smaller than the fibers of your traditional mask. Your mask ain't doing crap. Away with you. They were canceled. They were shut down. They were permanently banned, right? And just like we were, they managed to come around the outside and approach it from a different angle. Six feet of social distancing. And so what did every stupid store out there? I remember the Walmart in my community. They put stickers on the ground showing us how to walk. Right? <laughs> I was like, wow, you suck. It's so unfortunate. Nobody had a critical thought. No, because it's the optics, because it's always the liberals out there who are going to be like, you're not following the rules and I'm going to get sick. Put your mask on. That's like a Taylor Lorenz wacko at the Washington Post having a literal conniptio because people aren't masking. She's like, those of us who are immune compromised, we could die. Well, there's a solution for that. Stay home. Never go out. For the love of humanity, take one for the team. You twit. During Dr. Anthony Fauci's second day of his closed-door interrogation with members of the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, the former head of the admitted shocking details. Shocking. Are you shocked? The committee, led by Brad Wenstrup, dove into 14 hours of testimony where Fauci acknowledged that his six-foot social distancing recommendation, quote, was likely not based on any data, was likely, likely not based on any data. Was this like the mold bread test for your kids' science fair? (gasps) When Jack came home with 100% on his science fair project, and I was like, wow, that's terrific, honey. Where did you do this bread mold experiment that you write so lavishly about? (laughs) Because I never saw any moldy bread because that would skeeve me out. Well, I really didn't do it. Ah, Amazing. What a wonderful student. (laughs) 
Right? What do you do? Reward a kid for his cunning or discipline him for breaking the rules? I encouraged him to get into politics. Nearly four years after civilization collapsed due to Democrats pushing a mostly non-life-threatening virus, Fauci suggested that his, quote, recommendations, a.k.a. mandates, were based on the desire to control the sheep which proved that the majority of society is obedient and uninformed. Wow. 100% correct. It just sort of appeared, he said. Dr. Fauci acknowledged that the lab leak hypothesis as well is not a conspiracy theory. What? Come on. We're super surprised by that because that whole wet market thing sounded totally reasonable. I don't know about how you guys feel about this. But the demonizing of those of us who are awake and paying attention, who decide to speak up, whether you have a platform such as mine or one that might not be as vast, but you tweet about it or you put it on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, and then the wrath of Almighty God came down on you and you were penalized for so doing now, a couple of years after the fact. These idiots want to quietly reverse course and say, yeah, you know, about that. uh, Yeah, we didn't really have any science on that. But totally go get your sixth booster. Thank God we have the AARP telling 38 million members as young as 50, you should be on your eighth shot. Yeah, that's where we are in this country. This next segment might be one of my favorites ever. It's the curious case of Cassidy Hutchinson. She's the gal. She was the star witness on the January 6th sham show who alleged Trump lunged for the steering wheel. House Oversight is wanting her in the chair. We have a little info on her. You will enjoy this next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. This is such an interesting story, and it's going to be very similar to what we just shared with you regarding Dr. Fauci, right? This whole idea of, of being dangerous at your job or stepping out into the spotlight and saying something demonstrably false because you've got either some ego issue and you love the spotlight. Like, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get that. It's never driven me, you know? The thing that I love about this network here, what we're doing with you, is that it's not about me. Yeah, my name is is the name of the place, but it's about America. It is my contribution to doing whatever I can to save this great land because we're in real danger of losing it. And it's not acceptable for people after the fact who've lied under oath in front of the world to slither in the back door months later to quote unquote amend or to change their allegations so that the official record of what they said doesn't indicate that they lied. That's what this cat Cassidy Hutchinson did. Do you remember them trotting this lady out, right? She was the one who alleged Donald Trump lunged in his presidential limousine 
on January 6th, lunged for the beast's steering wheel and demanded to be driven like a lunatic. Take me to the Capitol! But that didn't happen. And she went back after she testified before the January 6th committee. And it was it was during the live, you know, smoke and mirrors, made for TV movie production with ABC News producers, etc. That Cassidy Hutchinson says these things. Well, uh, I'm going to imagine that the presidential limousine and I admit to you, I've never been in it. But the limousines that I've been in all have something in common. There's a there's a divider right between the driver and the passengers now even if the divider is open do you honestly see donald trump lunging through that space he sure as hell ain't sitting shotgun right like the president doesn't ride shotgun so he's in the back seat and she's alleging that he had to like go through the window to try to grab the steering like who would do that somebody who wants to crash it, it was so dumb. It, they don't even try. Well, now House Oversight wants this lady in their chair. Hey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your memories. Let's talk about you going back into the congressional record and erasing that part of your testimony. See, they don't want you to remember that she did that. Mercifully, we remember. Here's your headline, Daily Caller. House Republicans call out Cassidy Hutchinson's J6 testimony and they threaten to subpoena her if she doesn't produce documents. Now, this is where she's going to do what the January 6th committee has done, right? Uh, I didn't know you needed those documents. You mean all of the evidence to corroborate my claims of sock? I deleted those. I shredded them. I, I didn't know. Sorry. Unacceptable. Republicans on the Oversight Committee for House Administration sent a letter Monday to the January 6th committee's key witness, Cassidy Hutchinson, demanding that she preserve and produce all records and materials in her possession related to the events of January 6th. See, there's no penalty when she doesn't. And so all she'll say is, yeah, I don't have those anymore. I had those in the storage unit with Hunter Biden. (laughs) I don't know where they went. (laughs) Right? They're gone. Daily Caller first obtained a copy of the letter. Spearheaded by Chairman Barry Loudermilk of Georgia, Loudermilk called on Hutchinson to provide the subcommittee with all documents, communications, electronic information and metadata that is or could be related to her different testimonies regarding January 6th and the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. On June 28th, 2022, this letter says... You testified during one of the select committee's prime time hearings. During this hearing, you asserted that former President Donald Trump attempted to grab the steering wheel from one United States Secret Service employee driving the vehicle and lunged at another, Loudermilk wrote in his letter. However, in your previous three transcribed interviews on February 23rd, March 7th, and May 17th, 2022, you did not mention this interaction you subsequently testified that you spoke with Alyssa farah griffin in order to orchestrate the third interview with the select committee on may 17th without your attorney's knowledge despite this 
And I guess Alyssa Farah Griffin at times working in the Trump administration in some communications capacity, whatever. Despite this, you did not recount this attention grabbing series of events during that May 17th interview. What gives? This letter serves as formal notice and instruction to preserve and produce all documents, communications. Blah, 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 blah. This includes all materials you previously turned over to the select committee because they destroyed it all. What's her defense? I thought they were going to keep it. I didn't keep it. You already can feel it. This includes all materials you previously turned over to the select committee. This instruction includes all electronic messages sent using official and personal accounts of devices, including records created, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So then there's this long letter. Now, this was very interesting. Loudermilk told the Daily Caller her actions, Cassidy Hutchinson's, were deeply concerning and that he will issue a subpoena if she does not provide the unredacted documents. Quote, Cassidy Hutchinson's sudden and substantive changes to her testimony are inconsistent with previous statements she's made publicly and to the January 6th Select Committee. Her actions are deeply concerning and they raise serious questions about her credibility. Okay, so we remembered that. But I also remembered when we had to share on this program that this lady, and you can only imagine what I really want to be calling her, got to keep it clean, decided to go in the back door and file the requisite paperwork to officially amend her public under oath testimony before the January 6th committee. I went online, couldn't find it anywhere, had to get out of Google Chrome, couldn't look on Safari because it doesn't exist. Cassidy Hutchinson changes testimony, right? Doesn't come up. Can't find it. DuckDuckGo.com. You guys have used this. Poof. Takes me to this article. Democrats star J6 witness Cassidy Hutchinson made significant changes to her story. Memo shows. This is JustTheNews.com. Normally, revisions to depositions and transcribed interviews, my friends, Involve fixing typographical errors. Or if you're like Claudine Gay, adding some quotation marks. (laughs) I had to, sorry. Cassidy Hutchinson made major changes to her earlier January 6th committee testimony that legal experts say is, quote, entirely new testimony. This This isn't like, you know what, I went back and I checked my records. It wasn't really on this day. It was the day before. Okay. This is totally out of left field. New testimony. So here's the story. Three months after she testified as the Democrat star witness at the January 6th congressional hearings, former Trump White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson submitted significant changes to statements and information that she had provided in transcribed interviews with the U.S. House of Representatives dating to February 2022. This is according to it's called an errata sheet. And Justin News apparently checked out that sheet that has been kept from the American people. It's sort of like how Fauci kept from the American people that the six feet social distancing thing was really based on nothing. Just just let that simmer in your mind for a minute. Right? The 15-page-long errata sheet uncovered recently... By Representative Barry Loudermilk. Dude's on it. 
Republican out of Georgia, include significant changes to Hutchinson's account of key events in the Capitol riot drama, including what Secret Service vehicle transported Donald Trump to the January 6th rally. That's kind of important because she said he lunged. Well, did he or didn't he? Well, I don't remember what kind of car it was. I'm pretty sure you would know, right? So she changed that. What else did she change? Significant changes to that. Also, whether guns were at the Washington, D.C. rally that preceded the riot, whether guns were there, that's kind of important. I'm going to go with, she said guns were there. And then I'm going to go with, the errata sheet changed that testimony. And she also wanted to change what she knew about a meeting where hang Mike Pence chants were allegedly made. The errata sheet contained a digital signature from Hutchinson, approving the changes. Legal experts say errata sheets for congressional witnesses are common, but usually limited to technical or typographical errors. The experts who reviewed Hutchinson's errata sheet, dated September 12th, 2022, said it appears to make material changes to her stories. Quote, these aren't corrections. They constitute entirely new testimony that should be subjected to cross-examination. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz told Just the News after reviewing the memo. Dershowitz represented Trump at his first impeachment trial, blah, blah, blah. Ew, right? So House Oversight wants to get Cassidy Hutchinson in the chair. Hey, you said this at the January 6th committee, and they were happy with the wind machines and the professional news producers and it being directed by, you know, like a Hollywood dude. Um, and it was blasted out there. And you made front page news. You were all over the world, except the things that you testified about. You went back and changed. So what is it? This or that? And if it was that then you ought to be tried for perjury. That's exactly what that is. Look, if, if we don't have rules, my friends, and the rules have punishments, who cares about the rules? Fauci lies repeatedly under oath. Demonstrably, it's not even a question. It's not because I think he's a little elf. It's because he does it. What's going to stop this girl from getting off too? Well, so what's the incentive? Like, What's in it for Cassidy Hutchinson? What's in it for for Michael Fanone, right? He was the guy who was speaking out about oh January 6th. It was just such a tragedy, right? He's he's one of the guys who pimps the whole January 6th committee story as a former Capitol Police officer. What do these people all have in common, including Hunter Biden? They get compensated a very specific way and you're not supposed to pay attention to it but we found it and we're going to blow it up ladies and gentlemen all right so do not go anywhere i'm going to connect these dots what do cassidy hutchinson former capitol police chief officer police officer i should say michael fanone liz cheney and harry dunn another capitol police officer what do they all have in common how do they get paid by the machine. I've got it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, we've long, we've long kicked around various hypotheses, if you will, about how someone who is ensnarled in the 
in the grip of government suck who gets caught in the bribery blackmail machine. How do these people get compensated? There's got to be something for everybody who's willing to stand before the world and lie. And all of this has been a lie. Remember Deborah Burks? She was the scarf-wearing wacko during COVID who would stand next to Fauci. You know, she wrote a book. What did, what did her book tell us? That she made crap up. And she giggled about it. I just made crap up. But follow the science, of course, right? That is the, the avenue, the book deal. That is the money scheme. That's how you compensate people of dubious intellectual integrity who typically have, at best, mental mediocrity. And you're going to put them out there, which nobody, and nobody cares about these people, right? Does anybody really care about Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney got absolutely pulverized in Wyoming by Harriet Hageman. Pulverized. And she thinks she's going to run for, for president. Liz Cheney, right? Liz Cheney put out a book. So why am I saying this? So look, Cassidy Hutchinson, if you're going to stand up and you're going to lie on behalf of the government, essentially, because that's what this is. You're going to lie on behalf of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, and the whole machination of it. And you're going to say that you saw Donald Trump do this. And you saw guns at the rally. And you heard people talking about hanging Mike Pence, right? And then after the fact, after you've lied to everybody, you're going to go back in the, in the back door and you're going to erase all of that and change it and make it something else, right? The only way for you to get any compensation for it is for you to write a book. And that is exactly what this gal did. You guys don't even know who the hell she is. Why is it possible that she is a number one New York Times bestseller? It's called Enough. Cassidy Hutchinson's desk was mere steps from the most controversial president in recent American history. Da, da, da. Oh, it's 4.7 stars. Really? I'm sure it's fantastic, right? You mean to tell me that Cassidy Hutchinson wrote a book? that and sold enough copies that became a New York Times bestseller. Well, she can't be the only one. <laughs> I mean, right? How about let's try this. How about former Capitol Police officer Michael Fano? Oh, wait, he wrote a book too? Shut up. This is kind of, well, this feels weird a little bit. Uh, it's called Hold the Line. <laughs> Hold the Line. The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle for America's Soul. I can't wait to read that. Who doesn't want to hear more browbeating about January 6th? I'm sure everybody went out. To, well, look at this. New York Times bestseller. Huh. That's so weird. Who else? Oh, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney's book. Liz Cheney, who got freaking clubbed in the Senate, in the Senate race in Wyoming, right? She's a... An instant bestseller? <laughs> That's what it says at the very top of her book title that's called Oath and Honor. <laughs> says number one, it says instant number one New York Times bestseller. Guess who one of the reviews were from the Cassidy Hutchinson book? Nancy Pelosi. Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. <laughs> what do you bet she's... Shut up this is so how about how about former capitol police officer harry dunn he's the black guy right and he's the i tell you his race because he's the guy who alleged that people were calling him the n-word how many of you 
who love America, who would consider yourself a make America great again advocate, how many of you commonly drop the N-word on people? How many of you hang with people who are regularly calling people that word? Right? Uh-huh. Exactly. It's all the same people like the KKK members that we are all supposed to know about. They tell us are the, the extremists, the nationalists, the threats to democracy, right? It's such a scam. Hunter Biden's book, A Beautiful th- or Beautiful Things, it made Brian Stelter cry. It's just, it's just so raw. And may we all be that raw? <laughs> New York Times bestseller, My Dairy Air. Do you guys know how easy it is? How easy it is to game the system? For like an hour this morning, I went down this swirling and, and putrid commode of f- filth that was about gaming the New York Times bestseller status. It's so easy to do. And one guy on TikTok shows you how he does it. He comes with some bogus story, some title of whatever, takes a picture of his foot. <laughs> Puts that as the cover of the book, makes some random claims about it, pushes it out for it's for an Amazon bestseller status, right? Has two of his friends, he buys two copies, has a third, a third person buy a copy, and it within 15 minutes, he's given the the title Amazon number one bestseller. I mean, it's so stupid. So we're going to have somebody write a book on your behalf, Cassidy Hutchinson, because you ain't doing it, honey. We're also going to do one for you, Michael Fanone. Liz Cheney, we got you covered, sister. Hunter is like, he's not writing his own book, right? But we're going to funnel you a bunch of dough, and we're going to tell you it's from book sales. This is how they tried to allege that Joe and Jill Biden have, have enough money without all of the crime family bribe stuff coming in from foreign governments to afford two multi-million dollar homes, right? On a senator, vice president, or president's salary. They sold a lot of books. Really? Tell me, anybody out there know anyone who's bought a book off of one of these clowns? This is the shtick. And it happens at the Supreme Court level. Do not go anywhere, because coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio program, two tiers of justice at the highest court. It's Thomas versus Sotomayor. Buckle up.